Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy. I'm Table. I'm Red. And by the power of Grayskull, it is I, Shino Brando. And in this issue, by the power of Grayskull, we go over the good, the bad, and the cringer of Masters of the Universe revelations. All right. So when I was a babby Shino, way back in early 80s, not giving away my age here, I witnessed the first iteration of He-Man, which was... Now, when you look back at it, it's a very basic show, and there's not much meat to it. But it was entertaining nonetheless. I mean, you got a big guy wearing a loincloth, riding a tiger with a sword. I mean, what else can you say about that? But over the course of years, I mean, it had its fandom. I was never really a hardcore fan of He-Man, but I mean, I did enjoy it when I was a kid. There was a early 2000s revival, which was pretty good, I want to say. There was a lot of deep writing in there, but again, it's so weird. Because back then, I guess you didn't want gritty, edgier shows. And people are trying. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a early 2000s Ninja Turtles revival, which was pretty good on Fox, I think. Yep. So in that same time period. Right. Cool. That show too kind of suffered because like it, it was successful, but I mean, it had its run of uh, problems. So, you know, to see a product go through a slight revival and it, it had its moment, but then it wasn't, I guess it was like, you know, too ahead of its time. You know what I mean? I feel like with this revival of uh, Master of the Universe with Revelations, it's in that same vein, but I feel like with the changes here, people were just not ready for it. And so there was a lot of negative stuff going towards it, which I myself don't understand because for me, it was entertaining. It was, there's not much you could really do with it other than expand it from where you left it off. It was very much a kid show. You know, bad guy does something bad. He-Man comes and saves the day. And at the end of the episode, you get your PSA of like, don't do drugs, kids. Right? And that's about it. Right. So The next logical step is to actually give all of those characters a story to tell. Yeah, exactly. So no one seemed to bat an eye during the early 2000s run. It's just that some people wanted more of a kid-friendly He-Man, I guess, at that time. Still, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I was all for that show. But here it is. You're getting something in that same vein now. And it's for me, it was a great project. So yeah, let's just dive into it, man. Because this, this was a weird experience on a fan side. Did you know that 37% of you aren't subscribed to the channel on YouTube? You can help change that by hitting the subscribe button just below the video. And now back to the show. Right. So the impetus behind this is because Masters of the Universe Revelations was done in two parts. Part one storytelling was very much focused on not He-Man. And that's where a lot of people got their salt from. Our actual main character for a lot of it is Tila and the friends and family she has along the way. Now, here's the fun part on that, because if you really did watch He-Man back in the day, there was nothing but mystery behind Tila because everyone kept a secret from her. So I mean, that was literally a premise. Which is part of what I don't truly understand. This comes from the mind of Kevin Smith. Now, Kevin Smith is not without his flaws. He did make Tusk after all. Oh boy, <laughs> cop out. Don't forget cop out. Right. <laughs> Imperfect to a point. However, he is helped along with a lot of good writers. So it's not just him in his stoned up new cocoon. Mm-hmm. Bringing what he thinks He-Man should be. He gathered the best Motu fans he could grab, like essentially quizzed them all, mm-hmm. and sorted through the kinds of storytelling they would like to do. This is why part one and part two feel just a hair separate in the way they tell a story. Yep. Because one is an adventure. Mm-hmm. Two is, oh, fuck, the universe is going to collapse. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is a quest. Oh, no, there are stakes. Yeah. And not just stakes, the ultimate stakes. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is also answering some questions that 
I imagined people of the original show had. What if He-Man called down the power without the sword? Yeah. The ending of part one. What happens if Skeletor has the sword and wins for a second? You got to build up something, right? This is the Mm -hmm. problem I found with some fans because He-Man suffers from the Superman problem where if you don't have something that's really threatening, then what's really a problem for He-Man? Right. It's also in the Goku vein, right? They can't have Goku on screen all the time or else it's just, he wins. You have to give him something where he's got to be gone for a while where the other guys have to, you know, build up the, 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 yeah, do stuff, build up that tension, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He-Man's got to be the same thing. You can't just have He-Man. Like if you have He-Man on screen the entire time, it's just like, what's the threat? Game over, we have He-Man. Exactly. And that's what I really liked about part one, episode one was, oh, this is sort of a reminder course, even if you didn't watch that original show on how that's supposed to go, right? Your 80s humor, like, oh, he shouldn't get wet and like all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. It's reminding you of that, but without rubbing your nose in it. Reintroduction to the format, not like, oh, haha, don't you remember the old show? No, just like, here's what it was. Well, a lot of rebooty stuff has a tendency these days to make kind of condescending callbacks. Mm-hmm. The Matrix like, Resurrections oh, ha, ha. is a glaring example. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. Oh, boy. Or every time a superhero film goes, oh, I would never wear that about their classic comics costume. And you're mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a fine line to do in here's what we used to be and here's what we're doing now and not being a dick about it. Speaking of, Hmm. the fan base of both Kevin Smith and what I imagine is a fan base of Motu decided that part one was their hill to die on. (laughs) So what we've done for this episode is we've brought in a collection of just absolutely vile and unruly comments about Revelations. And for a little bit here, we're just going to break them down and tell them how stupid they are. Yeah. This is a personal attack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want you all to notice that almost every comment was male. Keep that in mind. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. I, for one, enjoy Kevin Smith a whole lot. So for me, the insults in there are fucking trivial, honestly, because I don't see any of these fuckers making a movie. So until then, they can shut the fuck up. But aside that, comments below. Where do you want to start, Red? Let's start with Dealer's Choice. BC, you go first. You pick one. Um... I want to start with because there's some really interesting ones. Let's go with Chucky Woody. Chuck Woody. All right. Chuck Woody, yeah. Chuck Woody. Chuck Woody says, Kevin is so hip and cool, always using the term some cat talking about smoking weed. He's such a badass. I have no idea what this has to do with He Man, but okay. I, I think it's supposed to be sarcastic. I guess so. Also, funny. Mm. No one's laughing at that. <laughs> some cat. I tune in regularly to Fat Man on Batman, or Fat Man Beyond, mm-hmm. as it's now called, his co-hosted podcast show with Mark Bernardin, who also mm-hmm. wrote on this episode, and it was episode three he wrote on, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mark Bernardin is very happy with the line, why don't we paint this boat some form of granite? Which mm-hmm. I think it's just ridiculous for Skeletor to say, but thanks. Look, right. hearing Skeletor say funny things in his stupid little voice never goes wrong. Especially never. when that voice is Mark fucking Hamill. Right. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, Kevin uses terms like some cat and that cat does this and he smokes more weed than I ever fucking will. (laughs) He's got to get through the day. Yeah. The one I think was pretty great was from Timothy Freebie five months ago saying, Mm -hmm. hey, Kevin, I wonder if you would have taken this route if you had a son and not just your charming daughter. Maybe you would have felt keeping the central male character around was okay. Would you have done this to Batman? Fucking, it happens to Batman all the time. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> any experience with Batman content? What? We love to decentralize that motherfucker. What are you, 
did you did you not watch Dark Knight Rises? Because I mean, he was backbroken and gone for the whole movie. You pick up Batman, you shake him like a little toy, and you toss him in the corner. It's a classic move. He probably ignores any Bat Family stories and then just like, mm, I don't really want my Batman. Last time that dude took in a Batman story was Batman 89 and stopped. Oh, my God. oh fuck. Oh, shit, man. That was so stupid. Oh, has this guy even seen a fucking Superman movie? Because half the time he's out of his own movie, too. What are you talking about? Because he's a plot fix-it device. Oh. But even- even disregarding a complete lack of understanding of what people do with Batman, uh, are you, why can't little boys and Kevin's theoretical son look up to a female protagonist anyway? Gender doesn't mean, oh, I have nothing in common with this character because they don't look too much like me, though obviously representation is important. But mm-hmm. people identify with characters for their actions, not mm-hmm. just being a man or a woman. Timothy, not only do you not know anything about Batman, I'm assuming you don't know anything about stories either. Go touch grass. Don't Go read a that. book. You become you become some kind of cat talking about weed all the time if you touch that grass. Pretty hip and cool. Here's the one I want to focus on. This one is by Aika Loaza around five months ago. Oh boy. Watch the okay. first the first and last episodes, then canceled the Netflix account. Why not give Adam an internal conflict and focus on that? Why trying to make Tila the center of everything? It reminds me of Abby and Ray. Like when there's a new kid in school and the teacher tries to force everyone to like him, with the opposite effect. These sequels, remakes, etc. seem to be more like a revenge from a little sister who's angry at their male sibling for not letting her be the protagonist while playing I want to be He-Man, I want to be Luke Skywalker. I also thought it was ridiculous that when you wrote He-Man in the search option, this show doesn't appear. It's not the same with She-Ra. Why are they so angry with the male protagonist? Oh my god, dude. I don't know if you've looked at the whole entire toy line commenter, but there's like only one female, Tila, and everybody else is male. So, I mean, what's your issue? Yeah, until we get to part two, then another female rises and does very cool things, in my opinion. But (laughs) beyond that, my guy, did you forget what the show was called? Masters of the Universe. There's more than one. As in, this version of this show was not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? If you were really a, very, a fan, very distinct was reason. If you're really a fan, you would know that the show was really called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe way back in the day. It wasn't He-Man, the Master of the Universe. That's not what it was called. The no, other, no, he just wanted. He saw He-Man and he said, "This is all I want." The big I'm problem with this. that is, are you daft? You watched the first and last episode. What? Get to this Netflix. Are, are you on drugs? And if so, <laughs> throw them away. Yeah, you're on the wrong ones. There is a storytelling here, and the fact that you've gone from the beginning to the end and missed all of every mm-hmm. context that this storytelling could throw at you, bro, it's not the story that's stupid, it's you. <laughs> to jump back into a little bit of like where some storytelling brings us, part one is all about the characters and what happens without Adam and without magic, mm-hmm. which is cool, awesome. Like, He-Man's entire shtick runs on magic. But when part two comes around, my criticism is, oh, now you have three characters all with their battle cats, Mm -hmm. except for Skeletor, who goes away in six seconds. Get wrecked, son. Right. Suck my ass, Panthor. (laughs) Get wrecked, son. (laughs) I felt so bad for that cat. And then actually see see Skeletor actually be sad. I was like, oh, my God, he had affection for that cat. That was a great cat. But part two's character development is all focused on Evil Lynn, mm-hmm. who we established in part one wasn't born evil. And that was something they very much tried to hammer home. Mm-hmm. 
But her parents, they saw the future and went, hmm, got to give her an appropriate name. Not she- even. That's not even how that worked, Table. Do you know how that worked? <laughs> you can blame Skeletor for that. Oh, uh, You know what? I can blame Skeletor for anything if I try hard enough. <laughs> hard facts. Oh, man. Including letting Evelyn have the power. Mm-hmm. First things first. Let's get this out of the way. Mommy. Mm-hmm. Second things second. Yeah, uh, uh, excuse me. Stop before you, before you continue. Uh, yes. High five. Thank you. Okay. Jesus. And when Evelyn has the power on my initial viewing, Jaw hit the fucking floor. I didn't realize that that's what I was into. Yeah, me neither. And I was just like, oh, she by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> but no, how she gets the sword is by seducing Skeletor. Well, by attempting to get into his bone zone. <laughs> Thus, the I power of really... boners wins. Oh, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is. Look, I spent a lot of time on the internet. Skeleton fuckers aren't the worst people out there, but they're so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know. There's people who want to fuck Sonic the Hedgehog, so yeah. Exactly. That's, but it's weirder. That still Not has the worst, her. But weird. Mm-hmm. And as far as I understand his biology, I don't really know what Evelyn is after. <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you right now that it's only his face that looks like a skull. It's not actually a skull. It's uh, it's magic that's like got him fucked up that way. His whole body is actually a body. All right, the more bone, you know. z- bone zone initiation. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> the reason why he's got that purple hood on his head is because he, he looks incorporeal when he when he doesn't have it. He just looks like a fucking floating skull. Got it. Cool as hell. Why would he hide that? Uh, because it looks it looks really fucking weird. <laughs> because he wants to look cool for his boyfriend, Adam. So I'm happy you called that out because yes, that's exactly <laughs> what that was, man. Because Skeletor wasn't even mad at him anymore. That's just out of that was just out of. That was just out of pocket. <laughs> like, when Evelyn finally calls him out for, oh, you have all the power in the universe, and you want to go stop this man? That's it? That's uh, point and simple done? That's your plan? You don't want to be God? Be God when you can have a boyfriend. You nailed it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this just spawned a whole new generation of He-Man and Skeletor shippers, and I'm here for it. But you can't, though, because Skeletor is actually his fucking uncle, man. I mean, they didn't say that in Revelations. That's good enough for me. No, but he's, he's Prince Keldor, brother of King Randor. Okay, well then, hey, shippers, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do not do that. <laughs> wow, which makes that incredibly weird. Maybe and- just the weirdest uncle-nephew outing in the world. <laughs> he really desperately wants to bond with his nephew. And that's and what he did. Throwing they- things at him. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They used the power together to bond over his uncle's evil ex. Yeah. Honestly, a classic. Second half was rad as shit, dude. And when Adam got his buffness back and was just doing things on the fucking battlefield, I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> this I like. This is the moment you saved up for. You you saved it up for this. Can we take a moment to appreciate Adam's sheer modicum of bravado to go, I've always wondered what happens if I call down the power without the sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the universe and the power told him, you're not that guy. Yeah, I know. Trust, bro, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. And then becomes Savage He-Man, which is cool as shit. Yo, bonkers, bro. Nothing was allowed to be alive around Savage Adam. <laughs> like, Skeletor with the power was scared. <laughs> you made that dude quiver in his skeletal boots. Listen, man. Savage He-Man turned into Savage He-Man and took off on a warpath, bro. Just took off, okay? And as Tila and the gang were trying to follow his trail, it was just death. And death and destruction. Easy was- trail to follow. Everything <laughs> is dead. Everything was dead. 
What did he do? He inverted a hippogriff? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was bad. Oh, boy. My significant other and I were watching this, and she went, that? He did that? Yeah. Anyway, so I got my partner into He-Man now. Right on. Nice. Yeah, good time, man. I don't know. Again, I was thoroughly entertained. I was not angry at any angle, any story, any plot. Everything was fine for me. In fact, it only made sense to go the direction that it was going into, so, I mean... I've got a couple super small issues. I really enjoyed both parts of storytelling, even mm. as diverse as they were. I probably would have wanted an allusion to She-Ra existing without, you know, saying her name. So for the diehards, they did because Skeletor works for Hordak and Hordak's minions showed up at the very end. And Hordak is She-Ra's main enemy. That's your little clue in right there. Excellent. Now, I'm not as well versed in He-Man lore as Shino is, so I I'm glad... I'm old. It happens. My main concern and my main discrepancy between both parts is the enemy of part one is the techno people. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as bigger, badder things come up, I understand why they're sidelined. Mm -hmm. But and then we don't really see them throughout all of part two, mm -hmm. except for like crowd shots. Yeah. And then at the end of part two, face it, if you've made it this far, we're spoiling the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Skeletor gets infected by motherboard becomes the board yeah <clears throat> Damn. i'm like oh a motherboard has a human form that's cool looking dope mm -hmm. want to see more of that thank you i want to mm -hmm. hear it talk and also what does that look like one day maybe we'll find out maybe if we're lucky and perhaps by that time maybe kevin's able to use uh, a little bit of she-ra right because the problem with using she-ra is netflix already has a she-ra show or you see, right now they have a second He-Man show, so I mean, why not? Which is the other part of my issue mm -hmm. with how Netflix treated this show. The moment that part one's, like, the fan reactions we've been reading throughout this episode made their way to Netflix executives in some way, shape, or form, it seemed like Netflix no longer wanted to push this show. Mm -hmm. And that's real shitty of them as a platform that is very much behind their creators 95% of the time. There's been a couple times they're like, oh yeah, we're going to edit that out. Or they uh, put more warnings than 13 Reasons Why, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they go, actually, hey, we've heard some audience reaction and this needs a content warning. Or since it gets to come back, for a finale mm -hmm. that it deserved mm -hmm. in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Younger, mm -hmm. yeah. Some of these, uh, some of these comments. Yeah, let's hop back into the comments, shall we? Oh yeah. How about Thomas Durkin? He says, "What a sellout lesbian." Comma. Kevin, you look like a now a dried out orange spray tan lesbian yourself with that lesbian blazer. LOL. Remember when you actually made decent movies in the nineties, Thomas Durkin? Oh, I don't <laughs> think I've heard someone use lesbian as an insult since elementary school. Damn. Apparently, Durkin <sighs> really never got out of there. He's been nope. trapped for seven trapped. years. <laughs> You're assuming he graduated. And right? also, I imagine Thomas Durkin is from the States. My guy, for four years, you had a on-TV example of what orange spray tan looked like. <laughs> and you think Kevin Smith, Mr. Hockey Jersey, backwards hat himself, man of movies, is orange spray tan? Hello, my guy, what? Here's another. Chris McCloud, don't care about anything you have to say, man. LOL, don't know why I'm so damn angry about this. Perhaps you got a small dick. Dude, you ruined He-Man? What the fuck is Tila Butch girl power shit have to do with my favorite childhood cartoon? She was in the show. She was actually main character. In the future, but I think harder about creating Project 4, he did. Would it be politically correct to recreate She-Ra, but then kill her in the first episode and make Hendal the, the, the main story? LOL, what the F, man? This could have been good. And season 2, yeah, don't care. Just going to move on and pretend this didn't happen, maybe. 
Perhaps you'd probably be dead the next decade, Chris McCloud. Also, yeah, Tila had a girlfriend, or what's heavily implied to be a girlfriend without saying the words, which Netflix, fuck you. Mm. So, no, this, so you see, they they, they, tra- they trampled on that shit. Did you not see the end of that fucking part? They completely had that built up, and then they squandered it by having fucking Tila and Adam blush at each other. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to go on adventures together, and I'm like... But Tila already had a significant other. You mm. gave her one what? in episode two. In the first two mm. minutes, you set up so, a partnership between them. That's what we left our imaginations to. But I guess Kevin Smith said, we're, no, we're wrong. We, we're not right about that. And I don't want to praise Kevin Smith as this be-all, end-all writer. I mean, listen, he's not. However, it feels like you forgot that character existed after the final battle. It was like, ah, uh, geez, what do we do with her, huh? What do we do with Andra? She's become the new man at arms. Hmm. Just say woman at arms, it's fine. No, I mean, it, literally, it's a goddamn it's title for title. them. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Still. Okay, question for you guys. So, mm-hmm. this animation is very reminiscent of several of Netflix's other properties. I'm thinking both the Castlevania and Blood of the Gods. Yep, it's mm-hmm. done by Powerhouse mm-hmm. Animation, yep. Which does it more resemble in terms of fluidity? Because we all kind of went, hmm, Blood of the Gods, why do you look funny? It went both ways, honestly. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. I would, if we need to pick a side or another, I would say Castlevania. Yeah. Okay. Because things feel very dynamic when they need to be. And that's promising. Whereas Blood of the Gods feels like a first try. I felt fine with Blood of the Gods. I didn't, I was not bothered by it. (laughs) I don't know. I I found it was all right. I mean, Mm. uh, animation style is animation style, right? Not everything's got to be fluid like anime. That's true. It could just look, right? It could just look like whatever. So you're right. At the same time, just. Well, I mean, it's another discussion for next time. It's just the fluidity of Blood of Gods was just not as good as I thought it was going to be as they were, like, promoting it from before. Mm. And, like, it fit the storytelling, no doubt, and I couldn't imagine it a different way. But seeing what they started with and then their next project directly after is like, oh, that very much feels like just your first crack it. And then you honed your skill and you found it. Could just be by direction also. Maybe they didn't want something so giant spectacular on screen. That's true. Maybe. That's the thing I want to praise about Mm -hmm. Masters of the Universe. Not only was this show allowed to do things with characters that the original show wasn't. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think He-Man was allowed to use his sword or what what was the rule there oh dude there was absolutely no violence the sword never got stuck into anybody and never slashed anybody and all he did was throw things at people or throw people yeah right sometimes you gotta punch her there if you're lucky whereas in this show episode one you see the blood when skeletor stabs adam it was goddamn guts (laughs) and then kevin smith because he's very proud of this i will tell you Mm -hmm. on on fat man beyond he has Going on to say, I got you twice with the same thing. I faked you <laughs> yeah. up with a death twice. I'm like, you did, and I fell for it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the season, it's like, oh, Adam gets stabbed and then fade to black. Three months later, part two comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you absolute asshole. And mostly he's an asshole because I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, oh, we both did. Oh, man, we were both a mess, and they're like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what do you mean? You caught me with the same thing twice. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> Want to see me do it again? <laughs> and oh, and listen, you say that, but I swear to God, if Kevin Smith was allowed to, he would have. Gotcha. Like, oh, man. I'm going to pull up another comment, and I'm going to pull up the one by Wesley. Oh, why, that's the one I was looking at. Yeah, please go. Why do all the women today look like Sylvester Stallone in American animated series? I can't remember the last time I saw a female animated character in Western animation look like a female animated character. They all 
look like male weightlifters, Rocky Balboa and Arnold. Well, just say don't like women down. Like I, I guess you, I guess you've never seen the athletic women before. I suppose. I guess. Wow. <laughs> it's like he's never heard of a gym. Shit. Wow. Right. Um. Sounds like a personal problem. Get buffed, bro. What's wrong with you? You're mad because they're bigger than you. And also, I bet if we look through this dude's collection of nerd shit, all mm. he has are '90s comics where it's an oversexualization of women. Oh yeah, where everybody's and like that's super are... pencil. Yeah, pencil thin with like giant racks and everything. Yeah, crazy. Right? And that's his standard. Mm-hmm. Crazy. No wonder he's probably single and probably doesn't lift. Like Eva Lynn could lift me, and I would thank her. Eva Lynn could lift me, and I ask her to do it again. How many reps do you want to do, Eva Lynn? <laughs> like, we'll take some time. I'll it. <laughs> Let me count for you. I'll count slow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please and thank you. Ah, uh, shit, Lenny. I lost count. Uh-oh. Gotta start again. <laughs> God. Oh, it's like I don't remember my numbers. Shit, let me go again. I like how Red inserted the pet name. Oh, shit, Lenny. I lost count. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> More shitty comment. Uh, oh, yeah. Please. Go ahead, really? table. You, you pick one? You got one? Yeah. This is Dazic Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's another one I was looking at. Uh, this one, the animation was beautiful, and I really enjoyed Evil Lynn. However, this was the absolute worst time in history to sport yet another female lead. Brackets, Tila. Women are better than men at some things, but being a warrior is not one of them. They are naturally <laughs> small and frail, period. It's cheesy. <laughs> Moreover, every freaking remake is nothing but women, comma, E.G., comma, Ghostbusters, Terminator, Star Wars, etc., etc., etc. Every modern cartoon has some, quote, gay in it, including She-Ra, Bo's two dads, and She-Ra herself. It's beyond cringe. It's so common and comical now. Right before the show even started, my wife and I both said, watch this. Women leads and will most likely be a lesbian. That look she gives her female companion, brackets, can't even remember her name, dot, dot, dot. We know it's coming. And yet it didn't happen. And still, you're so wrong. And my God, do you not remember Mulan? Because that's historically there. And that's a woman. She's a warrior. I Mm. just. Could you imagine if you were like, man, there are so many heterosexual people in animation and comics and media. It's comical at this point. Yeah, that imagine is, if things are reversed, People right? exist, bro. This very comment has almost every dead Spartan wife and mother rolling in her grave right now as we speak, man. This is insulting, but they're not, not warriors. Small and frail. And are also, you stupid? <laughs> and also, Andra impressed the king. I don't want to hear any more of this guy, man. If you don't like the show, you can just go watch something else. You can just <laughs> go watch off. go watch your 80s. Yeah, go watch your 80s He-Man because that's what you're comfortable Wherever with. Wherever you're going to find it cuz it's impossible to find right now. Jeez, good luck. Unless you own the DVDs and, you know, if you're that guy, I'm glad <laughs> you're that guy. Man, could you imagine Man. being upset that there was a strong female character in Terminator? Wow, you mean mom? <laughs> Jeez, looking at you Ellen Ripley, so sorry. He and his wife both think this. I'm like, oh, I feel sorry Does for she? you. I also feel sorry for your wife, dude. Her eyes stay on this side of her head, huh? I don't feel sorry. She doesn't exist. <laughs> Here's a short but sweet one from one month ago. Megado says, congrats on going full snowflake. Congrats on being coming a full bitch. Megado, that's you. <laughs> the snowflake argument. Oh, God. Sometimes people just like to make stuff, buddy. They just like to make things that they enjoy and they think are cool. That's not being a special snowflake any more than any of your faves are special snowflakes. And also, you were the one bothered by it. Do you see any of the people whose representation was showed in the show, which, let's be real, wasn't much? Nope. You notice how none of these comments are from people whose representation actually was shown and have a problem with that? You know, people actually worth listening to? Crazy, huh? Hmm. Beast, you got one more? 
Yeah, Barry's Mayhem uh, from five months ago. It says, thank you, Kevin. I was tempted to subscribe to Netflix after some talks with a close friend. You just made a decision for me and many other people. A decision not to. How does it feel to prevent Netflix from making money? I hope you get enough money for a retirement, since I would like to bet that the last ounce of credibility you had left in you is now gone. In the future, whenever your name drops on any project, people will drop it like shit. I don't see you making a movie, man. But okay. And also, if mm-hmm. you're still a Kevin Smith fan, you have been through the fucking dirges. <laughs> yeah. That's the best term to use. <laughs> you have been from Clerks, which was a masterpiece in its own right. And this is the movie you build your basis on. And then you go up and down and up and down as Kevin Smith finds and does better strange of weed. And then at Tusk, you didn't drop off. Hey, brava to you. Tusk is not worth watching. I'll stand on that hill. Oh boy, you got that right. And my dude, he built a career off nostalgia. How do you not... For me, I don't know what these guys were looking for in this project, man. For me, this had storytelling, this had plot lines, this resolved lingering plot lines from a show that's fucking near 40 years old. Like, I'm not... I'm, I've, again, I, I say it all the time, but I wasn't disappointed with the project. I was actually happy with it. For me, it was me just also. a fucking standard. You know, not standard, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's an adventure that fits the realm of He-Man and Eternity and all that shit, so... Like, I don't know what these guys really wanted, but, like, the comments seemed like they wanted really basic storytelling. And I mean, like, very basic. Like, the fundamentals. They wanted something that's very in the vein of ADC, man, where it's just bad guy, good guy, bad, you know, they battle. Nah, it's the end. And then that's that's Episodic. it. And for me, the whole thing is literally one episode, but stretched very fucking long. It's, it's oh, 100%. just Oh, 100%. If you put it in, re- like, the 80s He-Man classic narrative storytelling, that's, ex- yeah, it's stretched over 12 episodes. Exactly. It's one long one. So, for me, it's like these guys didn't have patience. Like, for me, these comments come from kids. These, like, I was about to say kids. <laughs> come from guys who are very much still kid-centric. They are ruled by a toy line. And so, what they see is what they want. And not what you know anybody else's imagination happens happens to be. So I'm disappointed in everybody being so venomous about it because we've had worse, and you know it, right? The illusion that everybody keeps drawing is to Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and I, was, I didn't want to say Star Wars again because I say it all the time. But yeah, while we have talked many a times on Star Wars and its many problems, however much more you added onto the original saga, or you can find on Nerd Crusade Podcast. On YouTube. Oh, yeah. And on podcast sources, wherever you find your podcast. Anyway. Hell yeah. This is not that. No. By all definition, it is taking the thing you know and love, mm-hmm. giving it more storytelling than you ever would have asked for, basing it in lore that's already been established without soiling it mm-hmm. and pushing its narrative and its storytelling and its characters forward and ending opinion. That is why Netflix did this. Did part one and two, and then a couple months after part two rolled out, maybe not even, rolled out that kid-centric He-Man mm-hmm. show. Exactly it. Mm. That is based in the DreamWorks style of How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. and is very much intended for that audience. Go get your toys, man. It's and okay. if you want toys, the toy line from Revelations is fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Right? They look Some nice. Them, they look nice. Yeah. A lot of the lore from this, upon a little bit of research, it was never fully connected how Skeletor and Scareglow were connected. Yeah. This show put A to B. Yep. It was never fully explored what would happen if actually Skeletor won and held the Sword of Power. Or 
how the sort of power comes to in its existence in the first place. My only thing that would I could have wanted more out of this is actually including the goddamn Snake Men. Because they were worse than Skeletor and his forces. So it'd have been cool to see like at least one or two lingering things about that time of that time period because at one point Skeletor and He Man had to team up against fucking Snake Men. I think well. the the Snake Men, if this gets renewed for a part three or however they'd like to phrase that, we've got a plot already. But also Tila casts a thing to talk to all of the inhabitants of Eternia. They're bound to show up. They'll just show up late and go, Did we miss the battle? Like well. and just make fun of <laughs> they, themselves. I mean, they're not from Eternia. They have to come from a next dimension, but I mean, when it happens, it's, it's bad news for everybody. Yeah. For me, fan hate sounds like the, the same kind of crowd that gave up Young Justice for Teen Titans Go. You know what I mean? If that's what you want, then, the, you know, the new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, go have your cake. Enjoy yeah. that. But for a more, I'm going to, and I'm going to say it, I don't care what kind of hate, I guess I'm spitting hate the entire time, but for the more mature crowd, hey, Mass, you know, Revelations was the shit. And I do hope it gets renewed for something, something more. I think everybody gave Kevin Smith a hard time for no fucking reason. I think people and, gave uh, Kevin Smith a hard time because he's Kevin Smith and it's by rights. Oh, easy to target? Yeah. I suppose, man. Because for me, that second half came up and then suddenly uh, a lot of these hate comments it, it began to backpedal and right. or disappear. And then there's like radio silence. His hard work paid off in the end for me. Right. From my it's, point of view anyways. It's almost like they took one look at what was very notably part one i don't know how he could have said it was part one more yeah i know <laughs> truthfully honestly and then part two came out and kevin smith is quoted on saying that i was waiting for fan reaction or for t my twitter to blow up and i got a few messages but nothing compared to how part one came out exactly. it's almost like you should have just let the man's storytelling play out to start and not just run your fucking mouth yeah What's that model? Don't judge a book by its fucking cover? Yeah, that's the one, right? I think the other one is just a oh. uh, suck less. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey oh. There you go. <laughs> Damn. All right. That's right. Beastie. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Before we do end this one, there is actually one positive I think. Oh. Go. Yeah, from a Alberta Cabrera. I just found this one. It says, at Kevin Smith, <clears throat> may I service you in any way? You are a master of the universe. I thought you killed me with that first chapter. Next chapter was absolutely brilliant. You didn't just serve a plate of fan service. You basically gave every Masters of the Universe fan an orgasm. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Okay, so that's a bit a little explicit, but we got the spirit. Kevin Smith, if you ever hear this, Alberto Cabrera really loves you. <laughs> like, a lot. A lot. So now, Beastie, if you please. <laughs> if you also want to be part of the Masters of the Universe, what you can do is subscribe to our YouTube channel on Wednesdays where we upload every Wednesday and then you can also catch us streaming live on Mondays and Thursdays too on twitch.tv slash Crusade. You can follow us and be more Masters of the Universe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates and join our Crusader chat on Discord by checking our link tree in the description and you can download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile device through anchor.fm or search Nerd Crusade on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for joining us and until next time fellow Crusaders. I don't know why everybody was so mad. Shiro was cooler anyways, and that's to be continued. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, hit the bell to be notified. Bye. Oh,